Real Money Show back at it. You know the number one eight seven seven eight silver. Want to give you the heads up right away. Uh, current promos happening and take advantage of one gram of gold for every five k invested in a registered account. And guys, the seminar is happening as well. That is the uh, 9th of February next Saturday, ten thirty a.m. at the Guildhall offices. Uh, so make sure you get on that before there's no room left for you, Jeremy. Hey pal, how are you? Hey Paul, I'm, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm hanging in there. It's good, good to, to see be back you, buddy. With you guys, man. Good to see you. Lots of stuff going on today, right? Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, overall this week has been a a great week for gold. I think we're heading into the contracts closing tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see what happens there. But overall, great momentum in the gold market, which started in December. Uh, Same thing with silver. Um, You know, I think gold's up something like 9% in the last six months, and silver's up uh, probably a little over 4% in the last six months. So things are looking really good there. Uh, For today, we're going to look at sort of a lot of the mainstream media is starting to look at the precious metals, whether it's begrudgingly or not. Um, and we'll see what they have to say in the market. One of the big things in gold, of course, is that it's it's gone, it's hit a golden cross. And for those that uh, are unfamiliar with these kind of, um, you know, looking at the charts and how that all works and understand we're not the biggest of ch- on what's going on charts we're not okay. looking at that we're more specifically geared towards fundamentals and uh, supply and demand which is part of which is part of the fundamental supply and demand but certain things like this can give you an overall sense so what the the uh, golden cross is is when the 50 day moving average um, rises above the 200-day moving average, it's a typical sign of a bullish outlook on a technical front. Okay. So rather than, in it, for example, rather than looking at the chart day-to-day and, oh, if it goes up here, I'd sell it. If it goes down here, I'd buy it. Okay. Um, and kind of reading tea leaves in that sense, these are sort of broader strokes. And um, it's happened probably about four times in the last decade. And whenever you see the Golden Cross happen to the upside, it's it's usually very positive. So it definitely demonstrates that the market's moving in the right direction here. Got something, Paul? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I hope so. Um, as we're recording this show on Thursday uh, afternoon, silver is trading at 16.05 US dollars. Uh, gold is 13.21 US dollar. And we've got a a clip that we're going to play later on in the show, mm-hmm. but to to realize that gold has moved up, you know, to thirteen twenty one. If we get a couple of closes above thirteen twenty, we're going to look at thirteen sixty and towards fourteen hundred. Um, as Jeremy said, you know, gold breaks out of a range. It's the highest in eight months uh, that it's that it's been. And the Fed has been very dovish. Uh, yesterday, Powell made some statements um, that he's once you know last year he said he was going to raise as many as four times interest rates. Then they came up with two. Now he's wobbling a little bit, and probably instead of getting two rate increases, we could have two decreases in quantitative easing, because. You know, all I ever hear on the talking heads, whether it's Bloomberg, CNBC, the Canadian station, uh, all they're ever talking about is macro headwinds. I'd love to know what macro headwinds mean. Um, (laughs) The definition of macro, I don't know whether it's got anything to do with finances. I don't know whether it's got anything to do with stocks, but people will say macro headwinds. You know, the the U.S. looks like it could go... um, into some type of recession towards the end of the year. Um, The stock market is being pumped. It's still being pumped up with buyback of shares. Um, The results of China is very, very soft right now. The wars on uh, between China and the U.S. on tariffs, and tariffs, you know, as Trump wants to put up as much as 25% tariffs on Chinese merchandise coming in, the U.S., public are the ones that pay the tariffs not china china doesn't pay a nickel you know they ship in uh 10 billion dollars worth of product they're not paying the tariffs we pay the tariffs on the product that comes through the door so is it a win-win i don't know i mean i look at what trump is trying to achieve as well as other countries or you know around the world they want to have a level playing field with china uh, I don't think it's ever going to happen. China never tells the truth. 
So it's a problem. You don't know, you know, what their GDP is. Um, you know, there's always, to me, there's cost of merchandise, there's cost of labor to produce the product. And even if you're dumping that product, there's still costs involved. So I don't know where all these figures come up from China, how wonderful they've been doing. They've been building cities uh, in China for years now with they're empty. They've got apartment buildings that are empty. Yet, why are they buying pr property in countries, US, in Great Britain, in Australia? They've been buying properties. They've been trying to buy companies. Why would they do that if the economy is so great in China? Why wouldn't they want to keep on building up their own consumption? One eight seven seven eight silver is that number. Take advantage of it. Call. Start to investing today. Jeremy, what do you think? Well, I... I to, to your point, Paul, I, I agree. Tariffs are a tax on the American citizens, but by the same token, they're going to cut down what they import. So that that is going to effectively, uh, directly affect the Chinese economy. But they're pumping money into the system, right? They're not. They're they're literally just pumping money into the system, and that that's not necessarily a sign of strength. Yeah, but and it's, I think, also, it's the same as the states. When you can print money, right? All you're doing is taking it away from someone. That's right, and You're I diluting. think, and I think for for the Fed, I think you have to approach the way you view them. If, if you were to look at it from the standpoint of, well, if they're not, if they've changed their tune and they're no longer raising interest rates, how strong is the economy really? If it's more fragile than they're letting on, there's a reason they're not raising rates because it's not getting overheated, and they've also said that they're going to ease off and have quote-unquote patience on letting their balance sheet normalize, meaning they've got over $4 trillion on their balance sheet, and they're not going to let that go back down to normal. So what is normal? I mean, Bernanke's normal was over 6% interest rates, um, a trillion on the balance sheet. Today, uh, you're looking at, what, two and a half, I, I believe, and on interest rates, and you're looking at over $4 trillion on the, the balance sheet. You know, you're going to have some major issues of credibility if things start to get wonky in the market. And so you start to see what's happening in the gold market, and it, and it's, it begins to make some sense fundamentally. Um, you know, we were talking a, a few minutes ago about uh, the Golden Cross, and they actually talked about it on CNBC. They have a great chartist that they bring on all the time. I, I watch his stuff on YouTube, uh, Carter Worth. And he was talking about the fact that uh, gold has been outperforming equities throughout 2018, and um, most of that. And then he's looking at the Golden Cross, of course. And he said, like you mentioned earlier, uh, Paul, that a closing above 1300 is psychological and we've seen that already and it could drive the market to 1360 we have seen gold get to um, a recent 1320 very quickly um, but well, it hit for 1326 this morning yeah so hmm. you know it, it, it's moving briskly at this point um, but what's really interesting <laughs> of course is you get someone on cnbc who's looking at the charts and saying look it's it it looks like a breakout it it definitely could get much higher from here um, and then they bring in the bobbleheads to to refute that, of course. <laughs> of course. So we brought in a clip of that because I think we're always talking on the show here about um, you know these these bobbleheads on on CNBC, but we never really get to hear them speak, right? So um, at the end of Carter'sworth's um, statements on gold, um, this guy Scott decides to chirp in on his thoughts on gold. What are the bears looking at when it comes to gold? They're looking at the fundamentals because interest rates are headed higher. That's horrible for gold. There's relatively little risk, uh, geopolitical risk, and the risk that we know of, we already know of it. And so there's no reason for gold to head higher. It is the dumbest investment that has existed for, any, for longer than, say, Bitcoin. Uh, and in the short term, I would only buy it if there were some sort of real geopolitical catalyst if the dollar were uh, were getting killed, or if interest rates were heading dramatically lower, and I don't see any of those happen. Bitcoin. Well, since Bitcoin, that's since, like a that's a day and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it because he says um, rising in, interest rates are rising. rising. Well, that didn't happen for him. Uh, he talks about relatively zero geopolitical risks. 
uh, Paul, uh, I mean, we could probably list them all day. There's the the tariff, the the trade with China. There's Venezuela. There's Brexit. There's the banking system in Italy. The European, uh, you know, the the yellow vests um, in in Paris. There, I mean, it's all over the place. Right. Debt. Let's talk about debt to GDP all over the globe. Um, so, you know, I think, yeah, if I guess for this guy, short of a bomb dropping. Um, in New York, it's all uh, nuclear, yeah. everything is great. Who yeah. needs a life preserver? Yeah, but then you go to someone like Sam Zell, who's a multi-billionaire. Um, you know, these people, I don't know whether they've ever got skin in the game. Um, Sam Zell is a, uh, a good, he says his, gold is a great hedge uh, against, you know, what's happening in the market. Gold is not being produced. Gold, gold miners have really cut back on everything they're doing, so it's getting less and less, and it's more expensive to find gold. And gold, even silver, has been a, a byproduct of zinc and copper mining. So there is no turnkey operations today where you just go in, turn the key, and you're mining gold and silver. Um, you know, when you get smart people like Sam Zell, as I said, uh, owns so much real estate in New York, Chicago, all these major places, is investing in gold because he knows that there is less and less of it around. And when you look at the U.S. economy, there's $21 trillion in debt. $21 trillion can never, ever be paid off unless there's a war or something dramatic, World War Three. It could never, ever be paid off. You know, it, it took over 100 years, you know, to get to a trillion dollars in debt, um, Bush put it up uh, when he was in power to around about nine, ten trillion dollars. It took Obama in eight years to double that, uh, from nine and a half million to nineteen trillion, and Trump has just gone up a trillion a year. So wow. we're at twenty-one trillion and go- getting worse. Wow. Um, a trillion dollars is so much money. I know it's a keystroke. Uh, you know, people talk in billions and trillions now. But a trillion dollars to the average person, they can't fathom. It's unimaginable. No, you can't even fathom it. So, I mean, we believe at Guildhall, gold and silver is the best investment to have as a hedge, as an insurance policy. Go to our website. Go to Guildhall Wealth. In the right-hand corner, you're going to see our e-store. You can buy direct gold and silver, whether you're buying 1-ounce, 10-ounce, 100-ounce bars of silver, whether you're buying... Uh, coins, maple leaf, gold coins, one ounce, 10 ounce, kilo bars of gold. You can take home delivery. It's there for immediate delivery. Do that. If you are a larger investor and you don't want to hold product at home, silver, for example, 1,000 ounces of silver weighs 70 pounds. If you want to put it into a safe deposit box, you're, not going, to, you're going to have a pretty big box to, you know, mm. to put that into. And again, you want to take it out of the banking system. You don't want to put it back in. So the other thing that we offer is our depository, which is allocated, segregated. You get the bar numbers. It's safe. It's secure. And you can sell on a phone call. And we've had a couple of people this week, you know, that wanted, they needed money. They had product in the depository. It was a phone call. They picked up their check from the office. It's a great way to own gold and silver. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number to get started. Reminder seminar happening next Saturday. That would be the 9th at 10.30 a.m. Guildhall offices. Call that number and get your place while you still can. And uh, as well, one gram of gold for every 5K invested in a registered account and three months free storage with a depository account. There's all kinds of good things happening at Guildhall, so take advantage of those. We'll take a short break and get right back to a real money show right here on Global News Radio. Back at it, Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver You want more details, want them in person, simple seminar next Saturday. That would be the 9th, 10.30 a.m. at the Guildhall offices. Call that number and uh, get your place locked down. Uh, other specials as well, one gram of gold for every 5K invested in a registered account. Still doing that and three months free storage with a depository account, which is always uh, an amazing move. This time of year, Jeremy, um, RSP season, right? Yeah, it's RSP season and things have already kicked into high gear. Um, You know, one of the things we actually do a lot of at Guildhall is transfers. Um, We see a lot of uh, people moving from their current financial institution and they're transferring either a portion of their portfolio uh, over to 
we work with Questrade right. for the purposes of owning physical precious metals. One of the biggest reasons for that, of course, is because we offer a program where investors can hold actual physical bullion in their RSP. And when we say actual physical, it's not just a pool account. It's their own product within the RSP. In fact, we even give a statement um, from Questrade that says the product is owned by the client and the client retains that ownership. Nice. So the idea of no counterparty risk is a big, big deal for us, especially if you are going to own precious metals. You know, you're you're holding that as a as a hedge against equities falling. Um, dollar devaluations. Um, you're also looking at the supply demand fundamentals, like uh, like uh, billionaire Zell was talking about mm -hmm. Sam Zell, and uh, we're going to be talking about some other uh, mainstream figures who are talking about the, that fundamental specifically, supply and demand. But with Guildhall, it's fully allocated, fully segregated, and you can even go to the vault and hold the product in your hand. And you know, anyone who has listened to the show, our listeners know our motto is: if you can't hold it. You, you don't, don't own it. it. So yeah. that's that's the smell test. And I think um, you know you want to put that smell test up against our competitors or anyone else who's offering uh, precious metals, like an ETF, for instance. Can I go visit it? No. Nope. Do I actually have title to it? No. So uh, it doesn't pass the smell test. And, and there's lots of different ways to get into the market that you have to keep using that as a, as a way to, to sniff it out. Yeah. One of the things that I love is the TFSA. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, if you've never invested in a TFSA, that's a tax-free saving account. Um, up to last year, it was fifty-seven five. This year, you can put they've increased it from fifty-five hundred to six thousand. So you can put sixty-three thousand five hundred dollars Canadian into a TFSA. That's a tax-free savings account. So if you were to buy, let's just give you an example: three thousand ounces of silver and silver was to move up $5 and you made $15,000 US nice. you can which is you know about 12 20,000 Canadian give or take um you could take that out as profit without paying a nickel nice. in tax so i like that as a first investment before an RRSP now an RRSP um again is a tax saving for you it's for your retirement you're going to put in, you're going to save some tax up front, but when you want to take it out at the end of that RSP, mm -hmm. you're going to be subject to tax. And we tell people that. You know, when you go into uh, most institutions, and I'm not talking about banks, I'm talking anybody that handles RSPs, they really don't tell their clients all the implications that it's happen. It's a deferral. It's a deferral. You are yeah. delaying yeah. paying tax. And who knows what the tax rate's going to be <laughs> in 15, 20, 25 yeah. years. That's one of the reasons why I think you're seeing more people move into gold. Yep. It's one of my biggest reasons why I love gold in the registered account is because you have to beat two things as you're talking about, Paul. And we're not going to talk about people who say, look, it's a great way to, to invest, put money aside. I'm not good at putting money aside. Mm -hmm. It's forced savings in a way. And, you know, if you don't get everything you put in, okay, but I got, I gave right. myself a chance to save, you know, there's that type of attitude, but then, you know, look, if you're active and looking at your accounts, uh, for example, you know, we see a lot of people moving over because they've been invested in mutual funds. They don't even know what's invested in the mutual funds. They see the management fees are anywhere from, you know, 1.75 up to 2.5%. But are they getting those gains every single year? And this is the time of year that people look at their investments and they say, how am I really doing? Now, for gold, look, gold has averaged about 8% a year in Canadian dollars over the last 16 17 years and what that tells you is that gold is in a is in a, a large uptrend sometimes it's up sometimes it's down mm -hmm. but the overall trend is higher right. and if you're going to invest in something you have to beat inflation and you have to beat the taxes you're going to pay at the very end and i believe gold even with the storage of just over one percent a year is doing that in spades now there were there were times you know 2003 four five six seven Eight, where you were seeing in some cases double digits, really high double digit numbers in in gold, and in the last four or five years, you've been getting you know six seven percent on average. So you know, 
and you're not paying any management. You're paying a storage fee, but it's a very small fee. And what are you paying for? You know what you're getting. The reason for the storage fee, because you've got physical product. That's you right. can't have gold. It's got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere. It's got to go in a facility. Yeah. It has to be insured, and it's insured with Lloyds of London. Um, you can't get what's cheap is expensive. You don't get something for nothing. And there is a reason why there is a, a small storage fee based on the value of the metal because th you've got the real product, whether it's gold or whether it's silver, that's what you get. That's true. And, and Paul, you know, we've noticed with, our, with other competitors, their um, barrier to entry is really, really small in many cases. You know, for us, you're actually acquiring something physical and you have to pay that. Now, we've done our best to keep that at the same rate as outside the RSPs. Um, but in some cases, the barrier to entry in other funds and things like this, physical back pool accounts, blah, 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 they're low because you don't own it. <laughs> the product's right. already there and you don't have access to it. You don't own it. You don't know if it's being rehypothecated, uh, used as leverage somewhere else. Um, you know, there, either way you either way you slice or dice, there's a contract between you and product, not your product, but product. And so we go well beyond tr in terms of transparency uh, for that investment. So I think when you're looking at cost of doing business, okay, you you overcome the barrier to cost, and then it's a very low cost to to keep it stored for the knowledge that it's yours. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why people are really considering the RSP investments, physical gold and physical silver. But yes, absolutely, Paul, uh, to your point as well, the TFSA, you know, if you're looking at the market and you're saying, okay, stocks were really high, it's been 10 years of an expansion, they're starting to come down, maybe... I'm not loving real estate as right. much as I was a couple years ago. Um, maybe I made my money in my in the in the pot stocks. Maybe I made some money in in cryptos. Who knows? But where is their value today? Take a look at silver. I mean, when we get into some of the reasons why uh, the mainstream even sees silver rising, uh, you could see why that could be a great place in the TFSA as an option and an affordable metal, very yeah. affordable metal. But you were talking about. Uh, pot stocks and cryptocurrencies. I mean, how many people, you know, there are people that have made money in, in marijuana stocks. There's definitely some people that made money in crypto. But how many people bought Bitcoin at 19000 and today it's $3,400 yeah. and took a real well, you know, kicking, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I think the biggest difference is, is look, they're, they're, you know, one of the, the big terms that came out last year at this time when, when cryptos were running was that FOMO. Right, this whole—it's—I see it on websites now, like mains uh, everywhere. This fear of missing out, and you know, there's two ways to buy low, sell high. One is, well, it's been rising quite consecutively here, so it's probably still cheap, and I'll—I'll I'll sell it at a higher point. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you don't know what is cheap, how do you know when it's high right. to sell? But that's still buying low, selling high. The other way is to look at fundamentals, whether it's a stock, whether it's gold and silver, and say. How do I know this has value right now? How do I know it's undervalued right now? And I think anyone who's been listening to the show for years, our listeners know, you know, they repeat it back to us at the office that they can see that gold and silver are undervalued today and that that's the best starting point for buying low. And it's going to tell you and inform you how to sell high. You know, I, I always say on the show, you know, I have two grandchildren. I've got three now, Jeremy's boy. Mm -hmm. um, but... Every year on my grandkids' birthday, I give them an ounce of gold. And I've been doing this since, you know, my oldest granddaughter is 12 years old, uh, when gold was $500. Wow. It went as high as $1,900. I mean, you know, last year it was $1,250. Um, you know, we're trading right now and in the thirteen twenty range. It doesn't matter. As long as every year, over the long run, it's going to keep on going up and going up. In 1971... Before Nixon took the gold standard off, gold was thirty-five dollars an ounce. Imagine. You know, today it's thirteen twenty-two. Um, it's an investment that you don't have to worry about. You don't really even have to watch it every day. You buy it. You put it away. You know, we have on um, different guests, and one of our guests, uh, Gerald Salenti, always <sighs> says, "Gold is for your golden years." Yep. And that's what you do. You put it away, and if you put it in a TFSA, an RSP, um, whether you've got a Lira or any any registered account, we can put physical 
gold and silver into that account and you don't have to worry about it. It's not a stock. It can't go to zero. I mean, look at this stock in the States um, that had the uh, electricity in California with all those fires. They filed for bankruptcy. I mean, you know, the stock is around about $11, $12, but it was trading way, way up there. It's going in the crapper. Gold and silver will not do that. It's a protection. It's an insurance policy. You have home insurance, fire, car insurance, life insurance. Why not insure your capital? And that's the best way to do it, owning gold and silver. Lots more to go. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number. Take advantage. A seminar happening next Saturday. That would be the 9th, 10.30 a.m. at the Guildhall offices. you got to call that number and get your seat. Get them quickly before they're all gone and you're left on the outside looking in uh, as well. One gram of gold for every 5K invested in a registered account and three months free storage, as we just talked about, with a depository account as well. Real Money Show continues right here on Global News Radio. Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver You know that number by now. Guildhallwealth.com is the place to go. Uh, also, to uh, get your spot in the seminar, which is happening next Saturday, that would be the 9th, 10.30 a.m. at the Guildhall offices. The spaces are going quickly, so get on that. As well, I want to alert you to the uh, one gram of gold for every 5K invested in a registered account in three months. Count them three months, free storage with a depository account. All very uh, good stuff, which we talked about uh, previously, Jeremy. Yeah, so look, anyone who's been watching the market recently has definitely been seeing momentum. I think that makes it a great uh, entry point right now. We're still incredibly low. It's not even as if we're getting near all-time highs and Mm -hmm. saying, well, where do we go from here? Uh, The market is so undervalued. I mean, silver right now, we're trading just above $16 an ounce. It could jump up 15%. I don't think it even cracks $20. So there's so much room to run. And actually, uh, Marvin G. Perez on Bloomberg, um, this guy reports on a lot of the commodities, uh, specifically gold and silver. He does a lot of reports on those. And he just came out with a report that we're going to put in our newsletter this week uh, called Silver Shortage Promises to Boost Price in 2019. Um, he looked at it. He said, look, it's, it's silver surged 9% in December, its biggest gain in almost two years. But when he drills down to the, the fundamentals on the mining side, he literally, said, literally, yeah. <laughs> pardon the pun, right? Uh, 26,000 tons of silver is expected to be, to be produced this year. Um, the least amount since 2013. Wow. Um, and he sees global demand will definitely top the output this year. Uh, we see that as something pretty normal. In fact, there was another article uh, just today, SRS Rocco report, and we've had um, him on the show um, uh, talking about uh, that mint sales for Liberty Coins mm. in the States were through the roof last month, uh, th- for this month rather. Um Perez uh, goes back. He says that it's the sixth straight year of production deficit. And as a result, they see that uh, demand when you're looking at, you know, the thing about silver is that it's part monetary, part industrial. Mm -hmm. So you could say, oh, well, maybe solar power is slowing down a little bit. Uh, Maybe they're not selling as many um, iPhones. But you have to also consider All of the other industries, anything electronic, anything digital, all of the new technologies coming to market will have some silver in it. And we do that kind of talk all the time here. You know, sports clothing with weaving it into fibers to absorb bacteria, all the medical usages. So they see actually a 50% upside in demand uh, by 2023. And this is really a sea change for sentiment in silver. Now, once you start to realize, hey, silver's trading like three times lower than most major blue chip Canadian stocks that silver could go to $125 and it still seemed pretty cheap relative to some of the equities out there. And uh, we know that the mining industry in general, not just in silver, but in gold, again, one of the reasons why billionaires are getting involved in precious metals is that when you see the mining industry consolidating it's because we've reached peak gold. There's going to be less gold coming to market. So the other uh, mainstream article that I wanted to discuss today was um, from Goldman Sachs. Uh, and Jeffrey Curry is the global head of commodities research, and he's been doing the rounds on many different cable shows, and uh, it's been getting getting into our community that basically he really sees gold as a hedge uh, against a recession, a weaker dollar, there's physical demand, and specifically, 
central bank buying. Now, everyone listening to the show, you guys know how much we talk about central banks buying. He does. He thinks that just on that alone, the price could be pushed up to uh, fourteen twenty-five over the next year. He says we break thirteen twenty-five, we could be at thirteen seventy-five within six months, and again fourteen twenty-five within a year based on just central buying, central bank buying alone. So I'd say the guy from CNBC, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, he should probably think the life preserver is, he needs to be there, uh, get it right now, right? So uh, hedge your portfolio, hedge your wealth, build your wealth, and just start adding gold into the portfolio one ounce at a time. Goldman Sachs says it can go higher. Uh, Bloomberg's talking about shortages in, in silver. So it's going to be, uh, you know, I think that this is the beginning of, of a new trend. Well, we're, you know, finding uh, from our suppliers that uh, we're getting back ordered gold and silver. Deliveries are about 30 days right now in 100 ounce silver bars from the Royal Mint. Um, one of the main reasons as well, there was a refiner in the States that went insolvent, went into bankruptcy. Not that they were a huge player, but the people that were buying product from them and they now have to go to another product to get that product. Again, over the Christmas period, the Royal Mint was obviously closed down a little bit and not producing. And they produce a whole load of other, you know, coins, other numismatics, um, which, you know, just because somebody wants silver, you know, that week, they may be producing product for three months, six months down the road that they have keyed up. But there is a shortage um, at Guildhall, we do have the product. We're able to fill all the orders. Um, nobody is waiting, uh, you know, a long time for product. Uh, normally, it's it's straight away. If you want to buy from the e-store, it's available to you for immediate pickup. You pay for the product, away you go. Nice. If you want to put it in the depository, it's the same thing. And we've got some new products that we that we recently brought in. Yeah, and and again, I mean, I love the idea. If you've never owned gold or silver to get started in some way, shape. Whether you're buying silver, we, we offer a silver, com silver combination, which starts off at 22 ounces. It's a 10 ounce bar. It's two one ounce bars and 10 silver maples. So you can get started for a very small amount. We have a 50 ounce combo, a 100 ounce combo, 200 ounce combo. The same with you know gold maples, 2019 gold maples. You can buy one ounce where you get two quarter ounces and a half ounce. You can buy a two-ounce combo, which gives you a one-ounce maple, gold maple, a half and two quarters, and then you can go up to higher different combos. But it's a great way to get started. If you've never owned it, you know, put your toe in the water, dip it in, get started. And, you know, if you do, we have a monthly buyers club. If you want to get in to just putting money away every single month and buying, it doesn't matter today whether gold is $1,300 and in six months' time it's $1,400 and in five years' time all of a sudden it could be $10,000 because if we look at the Bitcoin and we look at the marijuana surges, when people jump onto the bandwagon, and I've been in this business a long time and I've seen it especially over 2000 and to 2011 where you know silver was jumping up two three dollars in a day mm. and we couldn't understand why it was going a is a lot of short coverings that's when the price goes up when people go short on something and people start buying it they've got a cover and then they you know and then there's people taking delivery if they're buying futures and options on futures they want the product so we believe at Guildhall and I've always said this it's better to be one day, one week, one month too early than one day too late. Because what happens, they see people watch the price, they see it go up and they're waiting for it to retrace. And sometimes it just does not retrace. It keeps on moving up and moving up and moving up. And you always say, well, I wish I would have bought it at that price. Too late, pal. You need to get into the market today, whether you open up an RSP, a TFSA, whether you do a depository account, whether you go to our e-store, to go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com, buy the product, take it home. I don't recommend if you're buying a lot of product to keep it home, put it in the depository. one silver is the number that Paul's referring to. You can also go to guildhallwealth.com. And a reminder as well, that seminar, don't miss this. You'll learn a lot more happening next Saturday. That would be February 9th, and that is 10.30 a.m. at the Guildhall offices. Go online or call the number to uh, get your spot for sure. 
Guys, let's uh, let's switch over to the uh, the other side, the stuff we all love, and that would be the uh, the diamonds. What do you got going on this week? Well, we're um, we're trying to source some. Okay, it's always a, a tough tough thing to do. I haven't um, been here for a while. What is the uh, uh, with the mine? Argonne mine. Argonne mine still open? It, it barely. Is, it's barely. Really? It, it is eh? barely. Wow. You know, like um, Darren is part of the Facebook group for those guys. <laughs> they have one, do they? Yeah, <laughs> <Nice>. and uh, <laughs> they they're. they're it's basically they're just talking about old times now. Oh my god! Um, it, it is imminent, you know, and it doesn't matter if it happens in six months or a year. It it is imminent, yeah. and that's part of the reasons why it's becoming extraordinarily difficult to acquire uh, pink diamonds with good clarities. Yep. Um, they're just not out there. People are now essentially hoarding them, and that makes sense. Uh, absolutely, I think that is going to drive the overall market much higher. Um, not just pinks, but other colored diamonds. Uh, what we've seen overall is the market was very strong, just like gold was in, you know, between 2000, let's say 2004 through 2013. Uh, the difference is, is diamonds don't, they're not volatile. They don't come off. Um, so sometimes markets can steady out, but because this market has no margin in it, it's, you pay for the whole thing up front. Right. Um, it doesn't have that type of volatility that can be caused by credit. And of course, when credit crunches happen, which I think everyone at this panel, at least the two of us here, uh, think that the, the credit crunch is coming, that um, people will be seeking safe havens and uh, gold will be rising rapidly in that, in that scenario in our minds. Uh, diamonds will also be something that people are going to, it's going to have quite an appeal for people at that time as well. Yeah, we saw, you know, the market actually got a little soft for like about three years, especially in yellow diamonds. Uh, pink diamonds have increased in value, so it becomes very tough. I mean, we have, as an example, on our website, we have a 0.72 vivid argyle pink. I mean, you're looking at $700,000 U.S., for that diamond. Wow. Um, but that's the type of diamond in five years' time is going to be worth a million and a half dollars, maybe two million dollars, because when that mine closes, it's like an artist that dies. They're done. They're done. Yep. And, you know, we're finding, even with the wholesalers and, and cutters and polishers that we deal with, anybody that's got anything that is an incredible color, cut, um, over a half a carat, is just pushing it to the back of the safe. Why would you sell it today? Um, when in you know three years, five years, you could have doubled your money, sure. and and that's at the wholesale level. So if you're looking at the retail level, you know it gets doubled or even as much as two hundred percent more. You know if you go into some of the major high-end stores uh, in Toronto, for example, on Bloor Street, you know you won't even see pink diamonds, and the, you'll see yellow diamonds, and even the yellow diamonds are marked up at an incredible, incredible price. They'll you be, know, but they'll be VS too. Yeah, whereas right? you right. know we only do in yellows internally flawless. But that's a, that's the uh, again we talked earlier about the smell test. We encourage everyone to go out into those stores, see what yellow diamonds they have. Right. Just check it out. Do they have five? Do they have ten? Do they have one? What kind is it? Is it a VS? Is it a VVS? Is it internally flawless? What, what do you? What do they have? I I actually was talking with a client um, couple this week, couple days ago, and we were talking about um, a diamond that he has. He bought a just over a carat, pear cut intense yellow, internally flawless. So we were looking at the Fancy Color Research Foundation. Sixty diamonds a year come to market between one and three carats. Now. Picture an old picture a pear cut in your mind. You have a vision. Is it skinny? Is it fat? Right. Is it is it is it shallow? Is it deep? You have to take those out of the out of the running, and you come down to what are really good, well cut uh, diamonds that are also internally flawless and intense. And you're going to bring that number of sixty a year down to probably under twenty at the one carat level or more. Right. What is that going to result in, John? The fact is, is the client acquired that diamond for well under 20000 several years ago, and he could not buy one today for basically for in the mid-20s. Wow. Right? Really? So he couldn't pay today what he paid for yep. a couple years ago, and isn't that the point? Isn't that what everyone wants out of an asset that, oh, I can't I can't buy it for what I used to be able to pay? And then in another five years, another 10 years, they go, oh my gosh, 
I paid a pittance. Yep. You know, when you hear about, I remember I had a landlord that had bought a house in the annex in Toronto for like in the 50s or something like that. And there are these are massive homes worth $3 million today, right? That is what we're talking about. It's real estate in your pocket. It's a hard asset. It's very private transaction. Um, Something that people should definitely get the guide, look into it, something to consider. 1-877-8-SILVER is the number for the diamonds as well. Guildhallwealth.com. Seminar happening Friday, uh, pardon me, Saturday, February 9th, 10.30 a.m. at the Guildhall offices. Call that number, go to the website to uh, mark your place for that as well. Still some more time here. We'll get right back at it. Real Money Show on Global News Radio. one eight seven seven eight silver That is the number to get a hold of the guys and start investing, whether it be silver, gold, natural, fancy colored diamonds. A reminder as well for the uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth time, doesn't matter, want to get on this. This seminar is happening Saturday February 9th, 10.30 a.m. Guildhall offices. You'll also get a gram of gold for every 5K invested in a registered account. And reminder, three months, three months free storage with a depository account. We were talking uh, during the break, Paul, about uh, kids from the time you have a kid uh, born and then maybe into high school, 12, 13, 15 years. If you had bought on the day your kid was born a vivid diamond for whatever you paid for it back then, what would be the difference 15 years from now? One of my now? kids I sure. picked one up, a Vivid, for about $3,000. Okay, 15 years in the future? Uh, well, I, you know, 15, let me t- explain something. 15 years ago, natural fancy colored diamonds were not a hot item. Um, anybody looked at a yellow diamond, they thought it was an off-color white. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, you know, pinks and blues, <laughs> there was a lot available in blues. The mine hadn't closed. There were still a few around. Um, but a... You know, you could have bought a one carat vivid fifteen years ago anywhere from five to seven to eight thousand dollars according to the color. Color is the, the most important thing in a natural fancy colored diamond. The next thing is the clarity yep. and then the cut and then you know the carat weight that you're gonna buy. But you're looking at maybe six to eight thousand dollars. Today, for a vivid of quality, great color, um, you're looking at between thirty-five to forty thousand wow. dollars. That's at what we call the second-tier wholesale level. If you went into, you know, one of the big, big stores, uh, you could pay eighty thousand to a hundred thousand for a vivid, internally flawless, if it meets all the criteria. As Jeremy was talking before about a pear shape, you know, is the is the diamond, you know, the depth or the width, or, you know, I mean, what's the cut like? Is it thin? Is it thick? Um, You know, we always joke about going to Hong Kong, and we saw a lot of really good bad-made suits, remember? (laughs) You know, they're made in a day. They're tailored. They're tailored, but, you know, it's a good bad-made suit. So it's the same thing when you're cutting a diamond. If, you know, you're looking to retire, and if you're looking to put your kids through university, I believe starting off, whether it's an intense or a vivid, and if you've got a couple of kids, you buy a couple of diamonds, you put them away for the 15 years mm-hmm. to, you know, when they're two, three years old, or if they're five years old and you're looking at 18, 19, buy a diamond, put it away, that will take care of their education. Wow. No different to where I have my grandkids and I give them an ounce of gold on every birthday, but the time they get to 18, they have a chunk. That's all I know. Whether exactly. I paid 500, 10, 12 years ago, or I pay $5,000 Five years from now, because it could be $5,000 for the simple reason that I look at Bitcoin, I look at the marijuana stocks. When people understand there's a shortage of gold and silver and money that's being printed is confiscating your wealth is not worth the paper. You know, it's just not worth it. Gold and silver. Why? You know, I look at central banks. Why are they buying more gold than ever before? Because they are protecting their currency. They're printing because they know Gold will keep on moving up. One eight seven seven eight silver is that number. Get on it, Jeremy. Yeah, you know, I I think to your point, Paul, there as well. A lot of people, it's the cost to get in. It's a question. You know, it's a it's a barrier. Uh, we kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier today, and you know, ultimately, you see this time and again, especially with our clients over you know that have been with us a while. It start it stops being about what is the price today? And it starts being about how many ounces do I have? I want to get to this many ounces, yeah, People right? become stackers. Um, and, and the diamond buyers become, they start to see what's out there and they go, oh, you guys have this? I haven't seen that before. I don't see those out there, period. I mean, we've been in that situation where 
we've been at uh, at Las Vegas, and we've had two 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 scenarios. One where, for example, I remember we saw that um, vivid emerald cut yellow, and we know we don't see emerald cut yellows, but this one was beautifully cut too. It was like, how long did we wait to decide? N- no time at all, right? But then we also saw. I remember a v- we were talking to some people. We've got our badges. We're at the show in Las Vegas mm-hmm. that says we're not dumb, right? We obviously own a business. We're there and we're at a booth and the guy says, we've got a VS pink. Come take a look. The inclusion was like smack dab in the middle. It was like the ugliest diamond I've ever seen. And he's trying to sell it to us like, you know, like it's a beauty queen. No, sorry. Uh, I, I guess the badge means nothing to you that I must not know anything right. about this, this market. Um, not what we're looking for. So I think ultimately it's about acquiring the asset over time and that becomes part of your wealth over time as well. And I think one of the reasons why the monthly buyers is so successful is because if you're acquiring on a regular basis, it starts to become a habit and it's a good habit Mm -hmm. to have. What's wrong with savings, right? That's a good habit to have. So I I think that, uh, you know, going to the e-store is great. Check out some of the new products that we have on there at guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Learn about the RSP investments coming to the the seminar. Uh, We'll show you how it works. We're very transparent. What the inventory report is going to look like, what it's going to, how you're going to set up your appointment to go visit, what does opening an account look like, which honestly it takes 10, 15 minutes. Uh, Transfer. Three minutes to fill out the form mm-hmm. might take a couple weeks to get the funds in. Uh, the difference between a contribution and a transfer, okay. all of those type of things. Um, trying to get it all in today, John. There, there's no, been that's a good. Lot, it's good. There's been yeah. a lot of information. It's that time of year, right? You know, look. Ultimately, here's the deal. We're seeing the. We saw major volatility in the stock market. It's been a long expansion. Things are starting to not look a lot more fragile. The precious metals are starting to look really, really good. Congratulations to everybody who's been acquiring over the last few years because we truly believe you've been getting in at incredible value and that we've got a long, long way to go. So when you see articles from Bloomberg talking about silver shortages and how that's going to boost the price, um, whether it's demand, whether it's industrial demand, whether it's production shortages, when you see Goldman Sachs coming out and saying same thing, look, the the mining industry is consolidating. You've got there. You're, you're getting into peak gold territory. You're seeing um, central bank buying. These can really start to push prices up. And we want our investors to get in nice and early. We want them to look back in a few years and say, "Wow, I really did get it quite cheap." You know, I haven't been here to hang with you guys for a few months, and I, even I was shocked. I mean, I saw it on global TV. Like you said, it's in the mainstream. But I last time I did the show it was twelve hundred, twelve fifty gold. It was not above 1300 I was shocked. And and you know what's also been very interesting about the recent move in gold and silver is that in 2006 or 4 or 5, any move was bubble territory. Right. And the mainstream just shot it down. And I think they're having a tougher time with that when you see people like Ray Dalio and Gunlatch and um, you know all these billionaires coming forward and saying, "Look, we, we you got to own this stuff, right? The the markets don't look good. The the debts are huge. It, you got to think about protecting your wealth well, and, none of, none of and looking for value. And that's why we're very excited about the market. But none of the hedge funds and none of the big investors are fully invested in the market anymore. I mean, they're sitting with cash on the sidelines, or they're taking that insurance policy of gold. And silver, because they can see, you know, it, you don't have to be overly smart to realize when it's taking, even with silver eagles, whether it's, you know, um, 100 ounce bars or whether it's one ounce gold bars that are being delayed in production, you know that people are buying gold and silver and that they're, they're taking the physical product out of the market. And once you start taking it out on the market, we I saw this over the years, even on eBay, when we were selling and when silver was around about $30 an ounce or a 100-ounce bar was $3,000, they were getting 4000 and 4500 on eBay because if something is not available, you can advertise it, you can show it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always say there's three things uh, that, you know, of what we try to give our clients. First of all, there's service. Then there's price, and then there's delivery. You can very rarely get all three because if someone's offering you a silly price, 
I guarantee they don't have it. And 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 we we're the first people to say, look, if that's what they're giving you, if they're willing to do it at those prices or whatnot, we tip our hat. Have a nice day. Congratulations. Yep. Go for it. And we will we I I did it a few weeks ago to a client. I said, look, if you want to not take the product that you said you wanted because someone else is offering you something much, much better. Hey, look, you know, have at it. Have, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's. Well, that's why when we sell gold, it's LBMA approved, 100 ounce bars of silver, LBMA approved. That's what we sell. And that's what our clients want. They, you know, they keep coming back for more. And that's, and it, it's important to talk about LBMA because LBMA approved means London Bullion Market Association. It right. means bullion that has been marked as approved for global trade it reaches a certain quality and acceptance around the globe that means that most people know perth mint most people know valcambi most people know royal canadian mint right. right that means you can sell it to anybody you can sell it to any bullion dealer they're going to say yes we'll it's take a worldwide that. passport for gold exactly right? yeah. if it's not lbma lbma approved you're looking at a much smaller community. You're lowering your liquidity. And that takes away from the fact that gold is supposed to be the most liquid asset out there, not if it's not LBMA approved. So you could get a lower price, but you're sacrificing something, right? And we talked about that delivery. Ah, you might not be able to deliver that to the market in the sense that they might not accept it. So it's important to have LBMA-approved product, um, or at least if you're not going to buy LBMA-approved product, know what you're up against, know what the risks are, um, know what you're sacrificing. And uh, that's why you'll notice on our website, uh, we have a limited amount of products because they're products that will be accepted everywhere. And yeah, not only that, I mean, when you buy a product, if it's not LBMA-approved or you're buying from another supplier, Ask what their policy is when you want to go sell it. Right. Will they take it back? I mean, that's one of the big things. And when we sell product, if we've sold you that product, we're happy to take it back. We're, we're buyers of our own metal. So that's the thing to look at. A little bit about the seminar that's very important, right, coming up. More education coming up on the 9th, yeah? Yeah, so we've we've set up the seminar for the 9th of February with hopefully just enough time for those who want to get into uh, the, the registered accounts. Yeah. So they'll learn how the registered accounts work, um, how the pricing works for metals, the differences of, of our investment versus other investments, how to do transfers. They'll just and also learn about the market. Why is it a good time to own precious metals? If you're thinking about it, Great opportunity to meet us at our offices with a bunch of other others who are interested in the market as well. And, uh, you know, look, it's we do it in the mornings so you can get out of there and enjoy the rest of your day. Um, but you'll learn a lot. Great for another week, guys. Fantastic stuff to move on at one eight seven seven eight silver Again, Saturday, February 9th is that seminar at the Guildhall offices, guildhallwealth.com, as well as another resource. And a reminder, as far as current specials, one gram of gold for every 5K invested in a registered account and three months free storage with a depository account as well. Till next time, Real Money Show right here on Global News Radio.